Hey there, I'm Jesse D, a master's student in ecology and evolution and an open world RPG gamer. Welcome to the first episode of my new podcast called Gamer's Guide to Ecology, where I play popular open world RPGs from an ecological perspective. On today's episode of Gamer's Guide to Ecology, I dive into topics like biodiversity, animal behavior, evolution, and the impacts of characters on in-game environment. You can follow along with my playthroughs on twitch.tv slash justjessied on Thursday and Friday nights from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This month I'm playing Red Dead Redemption 2, published by Rockstar Games in 2018. The game is a gunslinging adventure that follows a group of outlaws in a fictional version of the dwindling Wild West in the early 1900s. I have to say that this game is absolutely beautiful. It's an open-world RPG that's vast and full of different ecosystems, each with their own plants and animals. This game features realistic weather changes, a day and night cycle, and different areas of the map even have different climates. The southeast is hot and humid, while the southwest is hot and dry. The north is cold, and it's snowy in the mountains, just like in the real Rocky Mountains of Canada and the western United States. In ecology, a large-scale terrestrial environment characterized by a particular climate and dominant plant life is called a biome. Today I want to talk about the biomes in RDR2 and give both in-game and real-world examples of plants and animals found there, as well as the effects of human activity on those biomes. To wrap up, I'll tell you my favorite parts of the game and give Red Dead Redemption 2 an overall rating. The game's primary biome is a mountainous ecosystem that's similar to the boreal forest. In real life, the boreal forest is a cold climate terrestrial biome that is dominated by evergreen conifers and covers most of northern Canada. Conifers, in contrast to deciduous trees, are trees that have cones and needles and don't lose their leaves in the winter. Large mammals such as wolves, moose, deer, and bears can be found here, in addition to squirrels, rabbits, and raccoons. All of these animals and more are found in the in-game biome. Unlike real life, where extensive mining and forestry are common in the landscape, the in-game biome is mostly untouched by human activity. The next most prominent biome is the temperate grassland. This biome is dominated by grasses and wildflowers, and is characterized by wide-open areas with few trees. The temperate grassland spans much of the central United States and the Canadian prairies. Herd animals like deer, pronghorn, sheep, and introduced horses roam here in-game. Bison herds also graze here, but you can see the effects that overhunting by pioneers has had on their population. In real life, bison were hunted to such extremes that they nearly became extinct on the plains, but now they're slowly being reintroduced into this biome to help rescue the species. Another large biome is the temperate forest. The temperate forest is dominated by deciduous trees and a high rate of precipitation. The biome has plants like ferns, mushrooms, and moss on the forest floor. Deer, rats, squirrels, foxes, and bears are found here. These plants and animals are also modeled in the in-game biome. Just like in real life, this biome is heavily logged by humans, and the effects of habitat loss are noticeable, with many felled trees and deforested areas in-game. Nowadays, there's only 2% of the original area of old-growth forests left in western North America. Finally, there's an expansive desert biome. Deserts are characteristically dry and hot, and animals are sparse here during the day since it's so hot. To avoid the heat of the day, animals come out at night to forage for food. This behavior helps them stay cool and conserve water. Plants common to the desert biome have special evolutionary adaptations to protect them from evaporative water loss, which is when water evaporates out of a plant's leaves. These adaptations include small leaves, waxy tissue, or a dense covering of hairs. Some plants even have defensive features to protect their water stores, like a cactus with their thorns. As for animals, lizards, snakes, and bighorned sheep roam here, both in-game and in real life. Because deserts are largely inhospitable to humans, they remain relatively intact in-game and out. 
I want to wrap up today by sharing one of my favorite moments that I witnessed in this game. One time when I was fishing, I discovered that fish that I caught from a certain lake had chemical burns and showed signs of poisoning. I followed a stream that drained into the lake up to an abandoned mine and found that chemicals were leaking from the mine into the waterway. I really feel like the game designers did a great job of depicting the effects of human activity on the natural environment. In ecology, we call these effects anthropogenic disturbances. All in all, Red Dead Redemption 2 is a fantastically beautiful game that realistically depicts complex anthropogenic disturbances on plants and animals at a landscape scale. For all of that, I highly recommend Red Dead Redemption 2 and give it 5 stars. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, please like and review it on whichever platform you're listening today. Your support means that I can buy more open-world RPG games and keep making episodes about in-game ecology. Theme music is called Rain Song by Brett Eagleston, and you can hear more of his music at bretteagleston.bandcamp.com.